Paura had just scored a couple of tickets on the Christmas Eve Wellington to Auckland Express train. The tickets had all been sold out, but he had managed to get a hold of two tickets from a couple of travellers whose plans had changed. More importantly, he had met a beautiful young woman. Not only would he be going back home on tomorrow night's train, but he would also have a chance to see her. He picks up his guitar case, which he carries everywhere, and heads out to the train station with his friend, George. George Ewa, look at me and tell me what you see. Uh, I know it all Māori boy from the bush who thinks he's better than the rest of us. Two, right. I do know everything, and yes, I am better than all of you. But no, that's not what I'm talking about. What you see is the luckiest man in the world about to take a whirlwind trip towards destiny. You're going to Taumaranui? Yes, but do you know what's in Taumaranui? Not much, but if you're referring to that girl you just met, I'm going to have to say a miracle. No, destiny awaits. In Taumaranui? Sure, okay, come on. The party's about to start. We don't want to miss all the action. On the way out, Paura pauses. He sets down his guitar and adjusts his hair and collar in a store window. He sees an odd image in the window, a man who appears to be floating towards him. He spins around to see if it's a reflection of someone behind him. He turns back to the window and is startled by a man who is pressed up against the glass. The store looks like it's full of water and the man is submerged and struggling. An elderly woman slams into the glass beside the man, which jolts the window. Another joins, and another, until the entire window is full of people. Some are thrashing about, some have their eyes open and are motionless. Water starts leaking out of the corners of the window, and the glass begins to crack at the centre. The crack spreads quickly across the entire window. A flood of water filled with bodies pours out onto the street. Hey, get Paura looks up and sees the window is intact, and the water and the bodies are all gone. Oh. Oh. Gotta go. I thought I saw nothing. They walk to their meeting place where they're picked up by a couple of the boys in their work gang. They're driving an old Mark II. For some reason, the car number plate jumps out at Paura. KA949. Paura places his guitar in the boot and George opens the door. Hurry up. Uh, this one's hitched already. What? You know here. No, no. He's getting married. In the future. <laughs> here here comes, comes the bride. bride. Big fat Just drive. 
As they drive towards their end-of-year party, they pass a pickup truck for sale on the side of the road. What dummy's going to pay £949 for that heap of junk? Paura looks at the truck and thinks nothing of it. When they get to the party, it's already in full swing. Tame, one of the workboys, comes outside with a bottle of beer in his hand to greet them. He sways from side to side. Paura looks at his watch. It's uh, 10.21. It's almost 12. Powder taps his watch, puts it up to his ear and shrugs. That's what you get when you buy a halfpenny watch. It was one penny actually. I don't mind. Let's go inside. It's starting to feel cheap. When they go through the door, there's a cheer and all the boys raise their bottles. boys bend their knees, lower their stance, and do an impromptu set of actions with all the cheeky pūkana and fetero to match. <laughs> the hall is clouded with smoke and there are three long tables with boys on chairs filling both sides. There are a few girls there too. Some are mingling and some are sitting by a couple of the boys. A group of boys are gathered around two big guys having an arm wrestle and there's a card game going on at a table in the corner. One of the boys is raking in a big pile of money while the other players are throwing their cards down in disgust. The guitarist has an endless repertoire of wayata and plays into the night. At a break in the action, Powder takes off to the toilet. He's barely sat on the toilet when he hears a bubbling sound. There's no response. There's definitely sound coming from outside the toilet walls. The sound changes to a gurgling sound that builds until... Water splashes up the walls and over the sides of the cubicle. There's something climbing up the walls on either side of him. Something sharp and pointed pierces the walls and climbs steadily to the top. The walls shudder. It's almost at the top. Then silence falls. Two figures leap over the wall and into the middle cubicle with powder. They claw at Paura's face. A hand bursts up from the toilet he's sitting on through his legs and grabs at him. Paura stands and smashes his way through the door and out onto the floor in front of the hand basin. He looks back into the toilet. The figures have gone. He pulls and buttons up his pants as George comes through the door. Whew, oh, you have to lay off the kidney, eh, Get the boy clear. <sighs> Oh, I, I get the boy. Come on, uh, there's a girl out there in your price range. You know, cheap, asking after you. Paura doesn't hear him. 
He's more concerned about the strange visions. Hey, George, how much have we had to drink tonight? Well, you're still standing, and I'm still talking straight, so obviously not enough. How am I? Paura shakes his head and decides it must be the drinking. He asks one of his mates for the time. The guy points to the clock on the wall and then passes out. Paura looks up at the clock on the wall. It's 10.21. George taps him on the shoulder and points to the guy on the floor. See? Now that's where we should be, okay? <laughs> Powder looks out the windows of the hall. He sees a vision in the glass of people clawing the window. He reels at the spectacle and trips over the guy on the floor. Okay, yeah, now we're in business. <laughs> Powder begins to panic. He picks himself up and heads outside. He turns to look at the windows and sees that the vision is gone. He hears a noise in the distance, coming straight towards the hall. He sees two headlights approaching and thinks it's probably a car coming to pick up some of the boys. He takes a step forward and trips over something. He looks down. Train tracks. He looks up, just in time to see the sign KA949 on the front of a steam engine. He dives to the side, just managing to avoid the train. It's a ghost train that seems to disappear into the hall. He runs back into the hall and everything is normal. Powder fetches a full bottle of whiskey and slams it on the table in front of George. All right! Powder picks up the bottle and sees an image of the same set of people that he's been seeing all day. Powder grits his teeth and wills the images out of his head. He fills his shot glass to the brim, closes his eyes, sculls the whiskey back, and slams his glass back onto the table. All right, yeah. Now we're we're in. George collapses face first onto the table. He lets out a giant snore. All the boys let out another cheer. Powder pours himself another shot. Unlike George, Powder can hold his drink. It's dawn when Powder finally succumbs and joins his buddy. The next day, George is woken by clanking bottles. Some of the boys are cleaning up after last night's end of year celebrations. He taps Powder's shoulder. Powder raises his watch in his hand. Oh, sorry, that's right. Hapenny watch. <laughs> I have no idea what the time is, but it feels late. Come on, I got a date with, um... Destiny? In Taumaranui? Sure. Most of the other boys are long gone, so Paura and George walk to the train station in town, which is about half an hour away. When they get to town, George looks up at the town clock. The train leaves at 3pm, eh? 
we're early. Look, it's only 10.21 a.m. We'll, uh, we'll be able to have a wash and clean up before we catch the train. Paula looks up. Something is off. 10.21. But the sun's in the wrong place. Haramai, katere. They run to the station and go straight to the ticketing booth. When does the 3 p.m. express to Auckland start leading passengers on? Passengers on? It's packed. Passengered up and left 20 minutes ago. But it's only 10.21. 10.21? The time is 3.21. George Wax Paura. Ha! I thought you said you were lucky. <sighs> Emily. Ha! We just lost two pounds six pence of our hard-earned money, and you're thinking about a woman? Come on, lover boy. We can spend Christmas at my auntie and uncle's. They're not too far from here. Jeez. The boys have a wash and a kai when they get to George's uncle and auntie's place. They help with the Christmas day preparations. They shell kuku and tio, open and scoop kina, peel kumara and riwai, and prepare the meat. They chop the wood and set up the hangi pit, ready to light first thing in the morning. It's after 11 p.m. and the boys are wiping up their benches ready to hit the sack. The radio is on when a song cuts to a news flash. In breaking news, the KA949 express train from Wellington to Auckland has been involved in a terrible tragedy. The KA949? I've been seeing those numbers all day. George, my watch! The clocks! For crying out loud, will you shut up? Our prayers and thoughts are with the families who are no doubt still waiting to hear from their loved ones. We're told that there are scores of rescuers from every corner of Waiuru and across to Uakune and Raitihi who have braved the treacherous conditions to pitch in and help those poor George's mouth gapes as the announcement hits. Boy, you really are lucky. Paura is devastated. His head is swirling. His heart is so heavy. He sits down with a thud on a kitchen chair. Para says one word. Emily. Look, I'm sure she got out. You're lucky, remember? Para just hangs his head, broken-hearted. Two months later, Paura and George are driving back after work. Paura is driving, George is riding shotgun, and Kawa is squished in between them. They pass a woman walking in the opposite direction, and Paura slams on the brakes. Hey, what the hell are you doing? It can't be. What can't be? I think I've seen a ghost. Emily? The woman stops and turns slowly to a voice she recognises. Powder? You're... And... and you're... Alive! Help! Why? Cut it! Could you hurry up, please? Uh, maybe... Oh, we can... We can have... Dinner! 
Emily nods quickly, and Paura, now beaming, leaps back into the trunk. Kawa turns to George. Is this... Uh, you know... Miss Taumaranui? Yes. Come on. All this talk at dinner is making me hungry. Paki kehua, he mea tuku, nā te wānanga o Aotearoa, a nā te māngai pāho i tautoko. Paki kehua, brought to you by te wānanga o Aotearoa, with funding from te māngai pāho.